Hey, you guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. I know I had wanted to start a podcast for years and I just didn't know how to get started. Anchor made it so simple by giving me all the tools to record, edit, and even distribute my podcast across listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jesus romanced me. Like he showed me his good. He was a gentleman and he showed me his ways were best for me. And he showed me what love was supposed to be like. Mm. I wouldn't have known what to look for in a husband had I not gotten to know Jesus first. Hey everybody, what's going on? Michaela here. This week, my friend from Instagram, Lauren B, bringing beauty for ashes, invited me onto her Instagram live to go over my testimony, how I met my husband, and advice that I would have for Christian women who are dating and trying to wait for the right person. So let's get right into the conversation. Thanks so much for just being so willing to join and, and, and chat and all that good stuff. So thank you. Of course. So, that's my wife. Oh. Babe. Sweet. Now I know he's watching. He's watching. Okay, yeah. So if anybody has any questions, he's, he's watching. <laughs> all right. I wanted to just, again, jump into it. I, I don't want to keep anybody longer than, than, um, than we need to, but I thought it would be so good to, like, chat with you a bit and talk a bit about, like, your testimony, because when I found your page, uh, I was just so intrigued by, I don't want to share the story, but I'm how you met your husband. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because there's so many women that are single now that are believers that are sisters in Christ who struggle in the season that the Lord has them in and just trying to stay encouraged. And I'm just, just curious. I'm just, I just want to dive into that, but I did want you to share your testimony first. Uh, Yeah, of course. So Really, I feel like I feel like I got so lucky because I didn't wait that long after coming to the Lord to find my husband. Um, and which that could that could give hope as well in itself is my whole life um, I had done relationship and life my way, and this is just like a part of my testimony is like I grew up in a Christian household. They, my parents called themselves Christians, but they didn't live that way at all. So there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of chaos, drug addiction, um, violence, this kind of stuff. So when it came time to me trying to figure out like how to heal myself and how I feel about God, I did not want to do it the Christian way because I was like, okay, this is the way that they followed and look at them. They're a mess. So I tried to go my own way. And, um, that's what led me into, New Ageism and just essentially modern day paganism. Wow. 
Yeah. Yep. So that led me to like my yoga teacher training. And I was just like, I was trying to heal myself, trying to heal myself. And I just ended up, it's really popular. Like you see it all over social media. Um, the new ageism, the, the white witchcraft, but it's still, it's still witchcraft. Um, you see like the tarot cards, you see the crystals, it's in the, it's in the music, it's everywhere. And I found myself in that world, especially in Arizona. I don't know if you see a lot there. Yeah, a lot of that's in Sedona for sure. Absolutely. Sedona, exactly. So when I was trying to find myself and heal myself, I left home. I I grew up in Indiana and I moved to Arizona. (laughs) So I lived in Tempe for three years and that's where I was, you know, becoming a young woman and becoming an adult and figuring all this stuff out. And um, my first community was the yoga community and that just opened up the doorway to everything else in which whether or not yoga is, you know, bad or not, that's a whole other conversation. I think, you know, the practice itself of just stretching is one thing, but when it's incorporated into the spirituality, that's a whole other thing. Um, Yes. So a part of that, um, a part of what goes hand in hand with that story is the party lifestyle. And um, that was like a big part of who I was and what I did is all through honestly, it started in middle school of, of, you know, drinking, getting high, doing stuff with my friends and seeking validation in boys. And, um, I gave myself away a lot and I I broke my heart over and over and over again, giving myself to, to guys, to boys really that didn't realize, um, the sacredness of what they were holding and taking. And, um, I didn't realize what I was giving away either until much later. Uh, Yeah. So I I continued on doing relationship that way through young adulthood of, you know, continuing to just find my validation and what and how guys saw me. And I did a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm not proud of that. I wouldn't want my husband to even hear me talk about, but feel like that's a great point of like speaking to young women who don't realize what they're doing now it's like one day you're gonna look in your future spouse's eyes and it's not that you have to tell them what you did right you're going to want to like you you want them to know you because the more you know somebody the more you love them you're gonna want to be fully known and when you find that person that God has for you, you're like, it's inevitable that you're going to share a lot of those things. And it's moment that you realize like all of those things weren't like, they were not worth it because it them too. (laughs) True. So true. Just being able to look back, like all the time that was invested into the men or the partying or all of those things. And it had no value at all. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So you yep. had a Christian home, well, and they, but they, they professed Christ, but there were, the fruits weren't really there. Exactly. Um, so then you started searching and seeking and looking and you got into the new ageism sort of things. Now, are you like fully into it? Because I talked to one of my friends, Amber, um, and she was into like, I think she said that there's levels to it. Basically she did like <laughs> the pro cards and uh, she was into yoga big time, but she says, Lord, it goes even further than that. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And 
embarrassed to even say because it it does it goes so deep like there are levels to it like very on the very surface it's just like you know the girls that just think the crystals are pretty and they're just doing yoga in the park with their friends but next thing you know like this friend knows that friend and now you're going to this house and and now you're just like casually writing a manifestation or like something into a candle and now you're all burning it. And now next thing you know, goddesses are coming up in the conversation and wow. like doing these rituals. And it's kind of, it's like the way I describe it is a slippery slope. You know, you open that door and the next door opens and the next one and it's quick. And next thing you know, you're down in the pit of it. And I didn't know I was in the pit of it. Like, I wouldn't have known had God not showed me. Like, I still get nervous saying it and sharing it, but I'm getting better at doing it on my own platforms and on my YouTube channel. The fact that I saw a demon. And I feel like when you have seen it, it's like, you're like, oh, right. Like, of course, they live amongst the earth. Of course, we see them. You know, when God gives you the eyes to see, when you have that discernment. Um, But still, like, I don't want people to... I mean, who cares what people think? Who cares if people think I'm crazy? But I watched a movie with my husband about a week ago called Devil's Advocate. It's like an old classic. And um, I don't know. Have you seen it? Is that with Al Pacino? Um, Keanu Reeves, I know. Yeah. Isn't it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. So that's the perfect depiction of how you see that these demons, like, come through people. Like, it was like there's a scene in the park of like these homeless men, like beating this guy. And then the woman watching from the window is able to see that their face is like glitching. And it's like, she sees the demonic coming through that face. It's like, it's like, it's all in one place. And so that's how I saw a demon was it was in a guy that I was in a relationship with. And it was the most ungodly relationship that I had been in yet. Um, But he was another one that called himself a Christian and wasn't following the word of God. So didn't have the fruits of the spirit in his life. But because of that relationship, I started reading the Bible because I wanted to understand what he believed. So at this time you weren't professing Christ. You were, Mm -mm. but he was, but he was involved in the new age and you were like, okay, what's this? Okay. Yes. So I was in the new age. We would have these arguments because I was super, you know, I was super feminist at that point. And I was like, no, like it's the goddess and like the church is a patriarchal suppression mechanism. And we would just have these fights. I was under this, this fear of lies. Like I believed all this stuff. And he was like, you know, if I didn't have God, if I didn't have the Bible, I would be even worse than I am now. And that was something that I thought about. I was like, okay, so this helps bring order into his world. And so I started, you know, reading it to understand. And it's interesting, though, because, like, I grew up, you know, in a Christian family. So the Bible was very, like, it was already etched into my heart. Like, I already, it resonated. Like, I I knew these stories. I knew these words. So it wasn't, like, a foreign book to me. Um, But this time I was trying to read it in a different way. Like I'd read the Bible in college as an intellectual, like I didn't believe in Jesus, but I was like, I want to understand this, like at an intellectual historical level. And um, so of course the the word wasn't, I wasn't letting it seep into me. I didn't see it as, as the divine, you know, living word of God at that time. Um, But I'd read it in that way then. 
and then at this point I was now reading it and trying to like understand it and like I was a little more open to it and that's when like I just started to get convicted and I remember like reading parts like it's kind of like when you don't know what sin is you don't know how you're separating yourself from God but when when you start to read about what sin is you start to realize like oh this is why this part of my life feels out of control or yeah and and the more I just started to read it I was like oh like sex outside of marriage is is bad it separates us from God and I was like understanding that then in a new way of it's not like God is trying to be controlling and he's not holding out on us it's the fact that he's trying to protect us and so I remember like reading this and then wanting to like apply it and that's I think is a good thing to do too if you're not super sold on the bible is like try it out give it a chance like Uh. if you apply the word and you test it and start to see like oh this actually works like this is actually cleaning my life up um so I was kind of there you know like testing it out and it was very quick like it all happened very quickly and it was honestly within the same couple of weeks that the demon in this guy got exposed to me and I can remember at that time like feeling feeling it on my heart like I'm not giving myself away anymore we need to be abstinent. Like sharing your body with him, like all of that. Yeah. I was like, we need to be abstinent and see if this is really of God or if this is of the flesh. And um, so that was something that, you know, was on our mind. And it was like, the more that we practiced that, the more it was revealed, like, oh, this is of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And it was within one of those weekends where, the demon came through in him. And I realized like, that's what made me realize that I had opened these portals. So at that point, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, is it the relationship? Is it the tarot cards? Is it the spiritual practices? Like, I didn't know what exactly it was, but I knew it was in that moment that I was able to take responsibility for the fact that I was living apart from God, because how else would a demon have come into my life? Uh Like, like if demons are fallen angels and angels are messengers, this was a message. Mm. And for me, I took it as a message that I was on the wrong side of the spiritual world. Mm. And honestly, so that was the first night I prayed in two plus years. And I remember, like I said, like he was, he was a Christian. And um, I remember feeling this demon in the room for like four hours. Like it just, I was just terrified. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. And he prayed and I still felt the demon. And I knew in my heart, I needed to pray. But I was so, I guess like embarrassed because I had spoken against Christ. I had spoken against Christianity so strongly because my YouTube channel, my Instagram, everything was like anti-Christian. And so it took every ounce of humility in me to pray. And I felt like this demon was taunting me, like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to pray. Who are you to pray? And out of me, I just started praying. And I remember tears streaming down my face. And I remember it was like, it was just like an innate experience 
like it was something innate in me, something natural, something primal to call on Jesus in that time of just complete desperation of knowing like, this is something I can't fight on my own because I think that, yeah, yeah. Like that's something of the new age world is like, I'm going to evolve myself and I'm going to heal myself and I'm going to manifest this, this and that. And, you know, new agers, people who are under this belief system, like they think that, you know, they're, it's like this God complex where they think that they're in charge of this. They can manifest it. They can heal it. They can evolve it. I was so humbled in that moment. I was like, no, there's nothing in me that can stand against that besides for God himself. Praise God. And even when you mentioned about praying for the first time in two years, that wasn't you. That was the Holy Spirit drawing you to that because there's no way that you, like you said, facing that alone, we can't. It's all through him. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that. And it was that same week I knew one Christian in all of Arizona. I knew one Christian and she was in my yoga teacher training and she never touched the tarot cards. She never did the chants. She never did the ohms. She never did any of it. And so I reached out to her and I was like, Tammy, I need your help. (laughs) And she was just so grateful. She was like, come to church with me this weekend. Like, I'm so excited. And it was, it was open arms. And I went to, it was mission, mission church in Gilbert. I don't know if you know that one. Yeah, I know. I know a mission church. There's a new pastor, pastor Alfred. Is it Alfred? I don't know go to i ended up going to scottsdale bible like after i started to you know i think out- i know mish i know mission though i believe i do so that was the first one i went back to and i remember standing like and at this point i still wasn't super sure about jesus even like i still wasn't super sure and i just knew i needed to i needed to go to church and so i'm standing there and Tammy was just like super like she just let me be in my space you know but she was also like there with me And I remember like the Holy Spirit was just convincing me, convincing me, convincing me, like letting me know that it's true. It's all true. The Bible's true. It was like I had this peace Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have had had I not went to church. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of people that, you know, they want a relationship with God and they think that they can do it just on their own. Like they don't need to go to church to have that relationship with God, but I believe, well, and it's said that that's his house. So that's where he is. When two or more gather in his name, there he is even more strongly. So I know. God has to call you, right? Like, we don't come to him. We come to him, you know, humble and lowly, but we come to him because he calls us first. Like, that's even Genesis, like in the beginning, you know, we were created I mean, not created, sorry, we were created, but <laughs> God knew us before I me mean, during the foundation of the world, when the foundation of the world was being created and, and laid out for, for all creation to see, like God was already having us in mind and, and who were his children. Like he already knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that too. I love knowing that because it's like, even the years that I was away, he didn't leave me. He was still there, you know? And and I can remember because when you're really in the new age world, you're doing a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. And I remember like psychedelics were a big part of that. And I don't want to like go off on a, on a tangent, but there's, there's one experience specifically where I remember I was super like 
interest interested in like the aliens. I wanted to know about the aliens. Um, and yeah, I, I've heard some things. I've heard some things. Yeah, and so so I'm like at this point, like the intention is like I want to know about the aliens. I want to know if there's a great mother. So I go into this psychedelic experience on my own, mind you, and I remember like feeling God behind me. And I remember, and I didn't realize this until after I came to him, like maybe a year later at that time, I just kind of brushed it off. But I remembered him like feeling him behind me and I felt like he wanted to protect me. He wanted to stop me. And I was like, no, like, I need to know if there's a great mother. Like I need to know if there's aliens, like I need to know all these things. And, but he was right there, but I told him like, no, like, let me go. And he did, but he was still right there. Like he was still keeping me protected, even though I was like the rebellious daughter. He didn't let me go too far, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. How long have you been saved? Um, so it was the summer of 2020, and I was baptized January 2021. Wow. And that was here in Arizona? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that church family just loved you, probably poured into you, encouraged oh, you throughout your walk. Yeah. Yes. So I started going to like women's studies. I went to a freedom class because coming out of all this, like you need support. Like you can't get out of all of that on your own. So I was at the church all the time. I was going to ACA, adult children of alcoholics classes. That was at my church, Scottsdale Bible. I was going to the freedom class. I was going to, I had a women's Bible study. Um, it was, that was the first five books of the Old Testament. So that was a great place to start as a new believer. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think a lot of people have a hard time with the Old Testament. So it was good to just come at that, you know. Yeah, first. I, I, even even some people cherry pick on what they're going to actually read in the Bible. Or and I know a lot of people think that the God of the Old Testament, God of the Old Testament is harsh and unloving and you know full of wrath and then there's jesus they you know portray as the lamb of god who's sweet and kind and yeah. doesn't call out sin i'm like when you read the scriptures you see it's the same god is the same today yesterday and forever as hebrew says and it's good to read the old testament though to get a to get a glimpse and what i realized it's funny you said that I'm, I'm not talking about myself i hope not too much but i was no. thinking as a new believer, like I tried to avoid the New Testament, even I'm like, goodness, he's harsh. Like, I mean, couldn't you, you know, but then when you read over and over uh, about, you know, I just think even about the story of, of taking the Israelites out of out of um, out of Egypt, like just constantly disobeying him, or you know, constantly showing them, you know, with all the things that Moses did, and still like, no, we need this, or you know, whatever. So. I think it's so important for believers to read the Old Testament as well to see God's mercy because its mercy is completely shown in the Old Testament when there's so many times that and there were times where he did, you know, you know, they did face the consequence for, for sin. I mean, even think of Moses with all he did and he didn't get to enter the promised land. But I, again, yeah, I don't want to go on a tangent. So keep going. No, I, I think that's great. And I think you, you have to read it in context. Like, you can't cherry pick the bad stuff either. And I feel like a lot of people, they just hear about the Bible. But the Old Testament, with any part of that, like if you actually open it and are open to experiencing God and getting to know him, then you see that, yeah, he still has the same mercy and grace then as he did as, he did as Jesus. Yes. Like, 
Okay, so, so dive into like how you met your husband then. So you got saved and then like how did all of that transpire? Yes. Okay. So so this takes me back to um when I was doing the freedom classes, I was doing the ACA classes, doing the women's Bible studies. And at this point, like I knew that in order because I wanted to find my husband, right? Like I wanted to like I was longing for him forever. And this is from coming from a new age, former new ager feminist. Uh huh, exactly. But deep inside, deep inside, like I knew. And God. I remember, huh? Listen, God is so good. Yes. So, what, what it took first was letting go of what wasn't meant for me. So, that was the first step. Right. And how did I know that wasn't meant for me? Spending time with God being around other godly women that could help support me through that, that I could process that with. And when I was confused, like, I don't know, like, is it, I would tell like Tammy, for instance, what I was experiencing. And she's like, no, like that goes against the Bible. No, like God would, God is not wow. the confusion. He's not going to confuse you. Like this is black and white. Like, like, a true love does not come with this pain, this chaos. Amen. And so I knew like I had to let it go. And so it was like the closer I got to God, the more this relationship just fizzled out. And it was like, there was never even really closure. This guy just like vanished. Like God just, he made it, God he, provided away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then it was like just spending time with like me and God. And so I knew, like, I was just so broken. I was so broken. And it was like somebody would talk to me and I'd be crying in the streets. Like, I was ready to cry all the time. Oh, wow. But my heart was open for once, you know? Like, I feel like when I was super new age, it was like I had this, like, aggression about me. Mm -hmm. And so it was nice to go through the brokenness and to feel myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was the freedom class where I knew actually it's interesting this memory is coming to me my freedom class ended in April and I remember telling myself like don't date don't date until after this class like don't think about guys like just you and God like we need to fix not fix but heal and be with you and God we need to develop this we need to make this strong and so I was going through these classes and of course, you know, you struggle, you stumble, you get back up, you get back on your, you get back focused on your intention and where God has you. And so luckily, you know, God has grace and is so patient with us as yeah. we try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but it was April 7th that I met my husband on Instagram. So it was right around the end of this study. And, um, what happened was I made a list of what I wanted in a man because I had, I had attracted relationships my whole life up until then that weren't what I wanted. And I realized at this point, in order to get what you want, you have to know what that is. Mm -hmm. And so I physically wrote it out. It might even be in the same notebook. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. I love um, that. But I physically wrote it out, and I was like, he has to love the Lord. He has to be good with money. He has to love family. He has to be emotionally intelligent. I just wrote this whole whole list. And, you know, of course, like, you can't just, like, mold somebody. Like, right. that's 
exactly how it's going to work, but I took this list and I posted it on my Instagram story. And I followed this girl who lived in Boca and she had posted about this journaling experience. And so I tagged her in it and I was like, I did the like journaling with you. Like we're in this together. And she shares it on her story. So he followed her. Which oh, left- boy. <laughs> yeah. So he, they lived in the same city. Her and I were like Instagram friends. Mm. And- we never met in person or anything, but we were Instagram friends, like, you know, girlfriends, you got each other's back, supporting each other from across the country type of thing. Sure. So she shares it and he sees it, follows me, messages me that same night. Mind you, like, you know, girls, we get a lot of DMs and yeah. we don't respond to the majority of them. I didn't respond to the majority of my DMs, but I just so happened to DM him back. And he asked me, so at that point, my brand was about mindfulness. And so he was like, he's like, what are your favorite mindfulness practices? And I don't know why it's two o'clock in the morning. Like I have work the next day. And I like took it amongst myself to like write him like a little paragraph (laughs) about mindfulness and like the practices I like to take to stay centered and grounded and all these things. And that just started the foundation of our relationship was like these long, deep conversations about real stuff. And we were just like sending novels back and forth to each other. Next thing I know we're FaceTiming and we can't get off FaceTime. It's like five to seven hours we're on FaceTime and we're talking about real stuff. It, it was never like, hey, what's up, girl? Like, it was never anything no, like, like, not anything shallow or superficial, like super authentic, deep conversations. Exactly, exactly. And that was a big contrast of everything I'd experienced before that. Wow. So you guys are so just off of Instagram off of someone sharing your post. Yep. Yep. So, so then you guys started FaceTiming. So you guys were still friends at that point, though. There wasn't, like, a relationship established, like, right? You know, it wasn't – we were talking about marriage from the beginning. Like, neither one of us wanted to waste time. So it, it didn't start, like, super, like, oh, we're going to be friends or anything. It kind of started serious. I don't know. Like, it, it's still so beyond me how he came into my life and – how perfectly timed it was because from the beginning it was like this is what I want and this is what I'm not going to settle for this is what I'm going for so like are you with that or no because I feel like I wasted so much time before yeah these games with these guys that weren't serious that you know didn't actually they weren't in it for the long haul and so that was something I realized with Vitaly from the very beginning is he was in it he was in it for the long haul I don't know why I don't know how he came into my life how he found me but for some reason he was in it and I wow. could I could feel that difference wow and, yeah and of course I wasn't like okay like a few FaceTimes let's get married but I did decide I was going to come visit him and so I came here and it literally just feels like everything was so orchestrated by God because by God, obviously yeah, so I make the joke, like, arranged marriages, I know it's not funny, but it literally feels like God arranged our marriage, because 
we were practically strangers when we got married, but we just, we just knew. And um, I wouldn't, we like to, um, when we tell this story to tell other people, like that's not what we recommend doing, like don't go marry a stranger just because, you know, but, but if you know, the Lord, yeah, yeah. The Lord's placed it on your heart. I mean, exactly. So, so you visit him and how was the first interaction? Well, so, okay. So I get off the plane and he, he's there, he's about to pick me up. And like, he just like has all this energy and excitement. Like his hands are literally like shaking and he's looking at me like, He's just like the sweetest person I've ever seen in my life. And I could tell he's nervous. He still says he wasn't nervous. I'm sorry, babe, if you're still watching. <laughs> but so I get in the car and we go to Prezzo. It's like a pizza place um, right around here where we live. And I order a whole pizza. He orders a whole pizza. Like it was it was none of this like awkwardness from, from no. the beginning. And um, yeah, so it was, I want to preface too with saying like at that point in my life in Arizona, my lease was coming to an end. I had to figure out where I was going to be living. My best friend at the time was going to be moving from Indiana to Arizona to live with me. So I had been looking at apartments and he kept telling me, he was like, please just don't sign anything. Like, please don't put yourself in a year long commitment where you have to be in Arizona for another year. He's wow. like, yeah, he's like, just wait for the weekend, like, come and meet me, see how it goes, and then you can decide when you go back if you're going to sign a lease there or not. And so I come here, and it was like I knew by the end of the weekend that I was coming back. Wow. This very apartment, like, he had just moved in here, and he literally just had a mattress on the floor, and I knew it was going to be our home. <laughs> Wow. So I go back to Arizona, and at this point, I'm thinking I have maybe a month to sell all my stuff and to leave my notice at work and to just, like, you know, make make peace and get closure on my time spent in Arizona. And everything of mine sold within one week. One. That's what really blows my mind because, like, I had a car that was kind of old. It was not that great. Like, I was super nervous. I wanted to sell it before, but I was so nervous it wasn't going to sell. And so I hadn't. I kept that car for five years. I was like, it's fine. I'll just keep driving it. And it sold right away. This lady that loved it gave me the full ask for it. And, I, like, my computer, my couch, like, everything everything providence yeah and now i'm sitting in this empty apartment and i'm like well that happened a lot quicker than i was personally ready for that to happen <laughs> and of course like all my friends thought i was crazy they thought this was like so i actually have like i don't want to like get into that part too much of it but at that point i realized like i didn't really have true friends because they didn't support me through that um, rather than like having a talk with me and being like, okay, so tell me like what you're thinking. Like, like, what is this going to look like? Like what's right. on your mind? How do you right. feel? They just like went ghost, cut me off completely, were mad at me. And I have no idea. Still, there was never closure on that. 
Um, but it just felt like every single door that I had left in Arizona closed, slammed shut. That's wow. That's literally how it felt when I moved here. Really? That, yeah, just like, I'm like, this is just happening, like, so amazingly well. Like, there's no question, like, God, this is you, right? Yes. When you know, like, okay, that was way beyond me to have, to, to have. <laughs> Even as you mentioned, like, your friend Tammy told you, like, he's not the author of confusion and chaos. So you're not going to, that's not going to happen when there's something that he's involved in that's in his will. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's a chills worthy experience. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That was a, a lot of time of games and confusion and pain. And with my husband, like, there's never been any pain. There's, I mean, of course, like we argue and stuff like this and, you know, like marriage, but there's no scars. I had never known a relationship without scars. Before. Oh, I love that. That's so true. There can be that, you know, marriage, we're going to have disagreements in marriage, right? But there's the scars are what they last, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you moved. So you, I mean, you got all your stuff sold. So you, he hadn't even proposed by then. Like you didn't even, or had he? No. Or like, no. So, okay. So now it's like a weekend and I'm like, okay. And I don't have a ride to work because none of my friends are supporting this move. So nobody's going to take me to work. Nobody's going to take me to get food. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. So Vitaly talked to his dad and they were like, why don't you just come now? Like, why are you waiting? There's nothing left for you there. Just come now. So I bought my plane ticket up and I just come now. And um, so I'm here and I move in and it just so happened that like right around the time I moved in, he had a trip to New York to see his family planned. So I come here and it was kind of nice because I had a little bit of time to like settle in and to process like, okay, here I am. And him and his family went to New York and then they came back and it was, it was like, also I was immediately embraced by his family. That was another huge green light for me because I'd been in relationships in the past where the family didn't approve. Um, they just knew, like they knew, like you're not meant to be here. And so these family knew right away, like it was instant acceptance. And that was also something, like I said, I'd never experienced before. And that was a big thing for me too. Like I knew if they approved, that was going to be, like I said, a major green light for me. Um, and so they did. And uh, it was a week and a half later. We, so he never, it was never like a, I'm gonna get on my knee and propose. That moment didn't happen. But we had talked about marriage and we knew that that's what we were going to do. And, and like I said, like I had spent so much of my life before I met my husband, not honoring God that I was really afraid. I was really afraid to move here and to fall into sin and temptation and to dishonor God. And like, that was the last thing I wanted to do. And so I knew like, we're serious, you know, we're going to get married. Like, let's, let's just not let's not wait. Like it's, it's so hard. And I feel like it's, I know a lot of like even Christian couples that move in together and they're like, no, we can do it. We can be strong. But literally in the Bible, it's like, resist the devil and he will flee from you. When you put yourself right there, exactly. it's like, you're not really resisting exactly. very well because no. You, no. you know, and I, I, kind of, I set myself up for that. I know. Um, but we were meant to get married anyway. So we ended up, we went and got rubber rings from Dick's Sporting Goods. And we went to the courthouse. And, 
you know, I didn't think because I, I still have this dream of like a big wedding and we're going to do that. Um, we're planning for it, we're saving for it. But at this time we knew we were going to get married at the courthouse. And I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm probably not going to be emotional. Like it's just the courthouse. We'll have our celebration later. But I literally was like crying in the courthouse and the lady marrying us was crying. And I felt God in that moment where I didn't think like it wasn't my expectation of how this should have went but it's how it did go. And um, we ended up getting our rings later in Ukraine. He's from Ukraine, so. Oh, wow, beautiful. Thank you. So we got them custom made. It just took a few more months, you know, before we were able to go there. And um, so, yeah, we, we moved in and we got married literally right away. And I feel like I'm gonna have a lot to share on that too, like of how like love, love grows. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Cause I love my husband now more than I loved him when we first got together, when I was crazy about him and I was like, I love him so much. I would, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Like outrageous, kitty, reckless sort of love. But as Christ has continued to grow me and I've matured in the Lord by his, by his grace, I, I can, I love my husband more now than I could I just, yeah, I just, it makes me not weepy, but sometimes emotional because I'm just like, I, I just, I love you so much. I really just, you know what I mean? And I, I, thought, I, I thought, I thought I loved you then, but as the Lord continues to grow us, I'm like, no, I know I really love you. Yes. Yes. And I always tell him, like, sometimes I get emotional out of nowhere and I tell him this and he's like, I'm like, don't get it confused. It's not that I didn't love you then, but I just feel my love growing right. for you. Like, love you more today than I did yesterday and I can't explain right. it exactly you're on the right track sis that's exactly it and I prayed for that I also I did pray for that because you know being from like a super broken family and like all this pain and chaos that I was talking about it was super scary for me to make a lifelong commitment like that was like oh my gosh we're doing this I had so much like fear around it honestly as much as like I had confidence and, and peace in it, there was also there was also fear around it. And I know that, you know, what God has for you, the enemy does try to steal that. And he tries to whisper these fears and anxieties. And I definitely experienced that. And I went forward, I stepped forward, I took a leap of faith anyways. And um, yeah, and I know that I listened to the relationship goals uh, series by uh, Pastor Todd from Transformation Church. Mike Mike Todd, do you know this one? No. Michael Todd, Transformation Church, the Relationship Goal Series. And he talked about how after you come into covenant with God, like you make this covenant and God blesses it. And so as much like, as much fear as I had, I knew that God was going to bless this because yeah. I gave it to him. Yeah. And you know, the first year of marriage is really hard, especially for two strangers. And yeah. um, I remember I prayed all the time, like, Lord, please help me love my husband more. Please help me love him more. And then before I knew it, like, and he knows when this shift happened, it was a few months ago, really, where like, my heart did it just like was like this gushing feeling of love for him, unlike anything I'd experienced. And it's not that I didn't love him when I married him, I did. 
I loved him as much as, like, like I go back to the point of the more you know somebody, the more you can love them. Precisely. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Wow. Incredible story. Like incredible. So before we close, I want to ask you like two more questions. Mm-hmm. So your husband, was he always a believer? Was the Lord saved him young and young in life or was his story kind of similar to yours? Sort of. So he grew up a uh, Russian Christian Orthodox. So it's a, it's a way different, um, application it's like you know same jesus same bible you know the basics are the same but the the way of worship is different Mm. Um, so he grew up like not they don't really like learn a whole lot or like they don't read a whole lot and stuff like this but they pray a lot and it's a lot of like worship and like silent time and praying Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And so when he got older, he went through the same like curious, intellectual, philosophical phase of I don't believe anymore. And honestly, like he says that it was me coming back into his like me coming into his life that helped bring God back even stronger. Like he he believed, but he was not thinking about it as mm. much. Mm. And your relationship sharpened that. Yeah, because, like, that's all I wanted to talk about. Like, on these long FaceTimes, like, we're doing Bible studies together. That was the foundation. Like, that was, I wouldn't settle for anything less because I had walked into the devil's lair before. And I'm like, I've already done that. I know where that leads me. I'm not going back. So, like, we need to be strong in the Bible. So, he was doing all the Bible studies with me. And as much as, you know, it's interesting because I, I say this to him. Like, he just has this, like, innate discernment. Like, God has gifted him with that discernment because even when he wasn't like a firm believer, he still walked a life that was very close to God's, um, God's design for how we should live our lives. If that makes sense. He was morally upright. Would you say? Yes. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I don't know how I messed that up so bad because like I had really great intentions, but I guess I just didn't know. I wasn't raised with good morals. So Literally, God taught me that. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so there are so many people that are able to walk morally upright. And and I, I know a, a new believer. She's fairly new. And she I thought she was a Christian um, until we talked and I shared the gospel with her. And I realized she wasn't. But she had such a morally upright sort of personality. I'm like, you're just, you know, you're so bam, bam, bam. here on track with everything. But she didn't know the Lord. And praise God, she does now. So you're morally upright and you know Christ. So that's like, yay, praise God. Yes, yes. So I love what you said too about you don't, I don't know if you said encourage or you said we don't recommend this sort of dating, you know, for people. I love that. But what advice, that's so true. I don't want anyone hearing this live and thinking, okay, I'm going to find my husband this way and I'm going to know him for a week and we're going uh-huh. to ride off in the sunset because that's not what she's saying at all. But... What advice do you have for those those singles that are on here now or who are going to listen to this later who are struggling with being single in the season that the Lord has them in? How do they remain faithful and grounded as you did while the Lord prepared your husband for you? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Looking back, that was such a precious time. That was such a precious time. And I did... I did rush through it as well. Like I had a hard time sitting through it as well. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I wish that I would have 
treasured that time more because God was doing so much when it was just me and him. Like, and he's doing so much, but it was like radical. Like he was like romancing me. Like I knew God was romancing me because well, he knew that was the only way I would be receptive. Like I wasn't as receptive to like the God, the father component. I was to learning Jesus and like I don't know like I can't explain it any better than that is like Jesus romanced me like he showed me he's good he's he a gentleman he showed me his ways were best for me and he showed me what love was supposed to be like I wouldn't have known what to look for in a husband had I not gotten to know Jesus first so yours that's so good I, I literally was talking to one of my friends about that she she's yeah and I said you're technically single but not really she's she's a guy who's courting her but I said during the season it will go by so fast and you'll look back once you're in marriage and having kids and picking up and soccer practice and all of those things and that time that you have with the Lord when it's just you and the Lord you will you will miss that time and cherish that moment because that's what he has that's where he has you right now I love what you just said that's really good yeah and you know I used to have these like crazy dreams like like God would come to me in my dreams that was when I first came to the Lord I prayed a lot like please don't let me look stupid okay like don't let me look stupid because I was like a radical anti-christian and now I'm over here I'm going to church all my friends are wondering what I'm doing I was like please don't let me look dumb I need to know that you're real. Mm. And he came to me in my dream. And I have, I'll never forget this dream. Like I just experienced him so vividly in this dream. I was like paralyzed and I couldn't move. I couldn't move and I couldn't rest. And it was very dark and it was very scary. And I just remember like feeling like my heart was pounding and I was stuck here. And in the stream, a light started to come from the distance. And just like even knowing that like there's light somewhere out there began to give me like a little bit of hope. And, a mm. little and it got closer and closer and closer, like really quickly. And I like heard it. I felt it. I saw it. And next thing I know, this light is all around me. And mm. it, I feel warm. And it looks like the sun, like literally physically the sun. And the minute I feel it, my body just like stops fighting. And I feel like I was able to rest. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at this light just like peacefully. Like I had no questions. I'm just like peacefully like, oh, thank goodness. And through the center of the light, I began to see Jesus's face. Oh and I woke up dream. Yeah, I woke up and it was so blurry. It wasn't like a crisp, like this is me. But it was like, I knew it was him. And it was like, it was a little fuzzy, but he was coming through this sun-like light. And I woke up and I knew it was him. Like some dreams, you know, some dreams were processing our day. Some dreams are just psychological. Some dreams, some dreams are just that. Some dreams are just dreams. But this dream I knew I experienced the Lord. And so that was something that happened in my time of singleness. Like these, these vivid dreams, these vivid experiences and I remember another time, and this is a quick one, where I was just like broken and I was crying and I was reading my Bible and I was like crouched over on the floor. And I just, I remember praying to God, like, I want to feel you hug me. Like, I wish I could feel you hug me. 
And right then, so I don't really have a good relationship with my mom. Like she doesn't really like call me or talk to me or anything like this. She does, but when she feels like it type of thing, just then my phone rang and my mom started calling me. And so that was a message. She showed me how he moves through people. Mm-hmm. People are his hands and feet. And she was there at a time that I needed her when she wasn't normally. So I just like, I got to know him so well in this time where I was just like radically seeking him. Mm-hmm. I wanted him and he was revealing himself to me. That's such an encouragement. And I hope that's an encouragement for those who are listening seriously. Like, thank you for sharing that. Of course. I'm going to make sure that I post this on my stories and on my feeds so that people can go back and watch and be encouraged um, and how you, you know, you know, saved yourself for marriage, you know, even though you had that former life that the Lord, because I know a lot of women, I said, again, struggle with, you know, having sex before marriage. If you're, especially when you're a professing believer, it's a commandment, right? They abstain yeah. from that and seeking the Lord while you're in your singleness in that season he has you. And those are just some great encouragement. Um, points that you brought up that I, I know will encourage other people. And just thanks for being so bold and willing to to share that. Of course. Yeah. Praise, me. Yeah. Praise God for that. We'll, we'll be in touch. And again, I'm going to share this. So thanks again. Thank you. It's so great meeting you. I know. Likewise. I wish you were still here, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be long distance friends yes. here. <laughs> yes, for sure. I'll see you later. See ya. See you. Bye. Okay, so if you've made it this far, that means that you made it all the way through that conversation. And it's just my hope that at least one part of this video was able to speak to you and encourage you. Highly recommend giving Lauren B, Bringing Beauty for Ashes, a follow. She posts lots of encouraging and inspiring Christian content for other, not just women, but people in general trying to live more in alignment with God's will for their lives. So if you like this video, be sure to give it a big thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. I have another interesting conversation coming next week with another one of my friends from Instagram. So you're not going to want to miss this one. Her and I both walked the new age path before finding Jesus. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, I'll see you guys soon.